This is Be Known, and I'm Kara Fabacher. You're listening to episode 46. We were made for relationship, but so often our relationships are broken. And when our relationships are broken, we are broken. One of our deepest human desires is to be known, but we often have lost ourselves along the way. This is a podcast to help you get your relationships back to a place of wholeness, a place of authentic connection where you feel truly known. So come on in and sit a while. Let's exchange fear for love and finally see what good relationships are made of. I remember a time in my life when life didn't feel so draining. Sure, I had some different responsibilities and no small humans to feed and make sure survive on a daily basis. But my time was just spent differently overall back then. I had different types of responsibilities and I still had life draining things that were a must, but I was intentional with doing the life giving things more often. I chose to fill up and then pour out. I took naps if I needed them. I spent a lot of time in reflection outside. I traveled and had long conversations with friends. I soaked up the Bible. I taught small groups and went to football games and had bachelor watching parties with friends where we made fun of everything. I mentored and was mentored. I lived missionally. I allowed myself to create and love and explore, and I was so happy. But I haven't intentionally made those life-giving things a part of my rhythms in such a long, long time. Though COVID shut down everything and ruined our entire understanding of normal, it did help me slow down enough to evaluate my life and how life-draining everything had become. I didn't realize how far I felt from myself, from others, and from God. How empty. One of the most fundamental things we can do in this life is to make sure we spend time not only on the draining things, but also on the giving things. The things that bring us joy and life and hope and energy. We can't run on E forever. The title of this episode is Have Good Boundaries With Your Time. I named it that because that's exactly what this is. Good boundaries. When your life is spent doing the draining things 24-7, that's poor boundaries. You aren't showing yourself enough respect or honor or love when you do that. You're hurting yourself instead. And good boundaries aren't just with others. We have to set them for ourselves, with ourselves, to protect, to honor. And one of the best ways to practice this is by having a more healthy rhythm of life that allows space for the life-giving things, the things that matter deeply to us, the fun and the joy. There are many ways to go about creating a healthier rhythm of life, and I've talked about it several times before now. People have written lots of books on this, 
But I recently had the privilege of sitting under the teaching of author and podcaster Emily P. Freeman on this subject with my Hope Writers 2020 Mastermind friends at our reunion. I always love hearing Emily teach, but this is one I'll never forget. And I want to share some of that gold right here with you to help you think about this in a new way. Often with my clients, I have them create a life draining and life giving list. They write out all the things they do on a regular basis that feel draining and exhausting and even annoying. Then they write out things that give them life. Every time they look at those lists and they are shocked by how little time they allot for the life-giving things. And then they wonder why depression is so bad or their anxiety is through the roof. They aren't pouring back in. They are trying to pour out of an empty vessel. I still think that simple list-making exercise is good and needed, especially when we begin to intentionally add in space for those giving things. But I want to share some of Emily's thoughts and questions that can help you create a sustainable rhythm of life in a unique way. Number one, identify your core values. Your core values should determine how you are spending your time. And if you can't find those values in your daily activities, then it's time to make some serious adjustments. Some of my core values to help you get started are things like honesty, love, safety, authenticity, beauty, depth, truth, wholeness, freedom, adventure, kindness, relationship, and growth. Make time and sit down and identify your core values. Then go and underline some of the big ones, the ones that matter most. We want to create a rhythm of life that reflects these core values. How does your life reflect or not reflect your core values? How do you practice your life? Are there things that need to be intentionally elevated in order for your life to better reflect your values? Number two, look at your calendar, photos, and journals. Look at your calendar. How is your time spent? Follow yourself for a week and note how you spend your time. How much time are you working? How much time are you wasting? You look at your calendar and you're like, Kara, there is very little margin left for me to do anything life-giving. My time is work and kids and cleaning and serving and studying. I don't have any time left. Yes, I'm going to challenge you. Yes, you do. We all have the same time limits. We all have 24 hours, seven days a week. We just have to be more intentional with the time we do have. Sure, some may have more white space in their calendar than others because of whatever reason. That's just life. Don't compare. Just look at yours. How do you fill your days, your weeks, your months, your years? When you look at that, are your values reflected there? 
Then open your phone and look at your photos. I loved this suggestion from Emily. Based on the photos you see, what gives you clues about what's important to you and what brings you joy? Has it been a while since you've taken any photos? And why is that? Then look at your past couple of months or years of journals. If you are a journaler, I know not everyone is. You can also even look back on some past social media posts and captions you've written. What can you learn about what you read? Does your life seem fulfilling in those words or exhausting? Can you find joy there at all? Number three, consider your recent favorite yeses and best noes. What do you wish you would have said yes to or no to in the past few months? Are there any themes to those yeses and noes? What matters most to you and how can you move more intentionally toward home in those yeses and noes? Identify your three absolute yeses for the next three months. If something isn't aligning with those, maybe it's a no for now. Number four, think about the vital behaviors that line up with your core values. The simple things that help your quality of life. What are those vital behaviors? Alone time, time to reflect, undivided time and attention with your people, going to church, cleaning your house, being outside, reading a good book, taking a walk, helping a friend, creating something, moving your body. What are the vital behaviors for you that help your quality of life? Name them. Number Five, keep an issues list, a list of what is going on presently, what needs to be addressed, what needs to be done today, what needs to be done soon, and what can wait. Because when we look at that specific list, we would be surprised how many things can wait. (laughs) We don't need to be procrastinators at all the things, but there are some things that can wait. And finally, number six, build in time, intentional time to do those vital life-giving things. Because no one is responsible to take care of us, but us. And if we choose to spend all our time doing things that don't line up with our values, with who we are, with our purpose the things that steal our joy and energy, then we will be exhausted and burned out all the time. We will have nothing left to give ourselves, God or others. And that's not a way to live. That's the road to mental illness and heart attacks and strokes and sleep deprivation and all the things. That's the road to chaos. But when we are more intentional with our time and take good care of it, we can find ourselves on the road to health and peace. 
So will you choose to do the things that bring you closer to home? Closer to who you are and who you were meant to be? Will you invest your time and energy into more life-giving things and see what kind of healing happens? Thanks for sitting a while with me today, my friend. I trust that having better boundaries with your time by creating a rhythm of life that's in line with your values and incorporates those life-giving behaviors, I trust that that will help you take another step toward wholeness so you can finally see what good relationships are made of. Need some help creating a better rhythm of life for your life and having healthier boundaries with your time? Remember, I have a few spots open for one-on-one boundaries coaching. I would love to help you take better care of your time so you can be your healthiest self. Check out how to work with me at www.carafabacher.com slash book dash online. If you have a hard time with the spelling, it should be in the notes in the podcast episode. You can also find the transcript for this episode if you want all of those questions on the podcast page on my website, carafabacher.com. And you can always follow along with me on Instagram at carafabacher. To end, a big thanks to my friend Robert Hargrove for creating the music for our show and fellow hope writer Alana Dawson for editing. Until next time, friend, I'll see you soon.